So I just finished The Clone Wars Season 7, Episode 12, Victory and Death. And I'm not sure what to say. I guess I'll start off with this. It was directed by, uh, was it Nathaniel Villanueva? And written by Dave Filoni. <sighs> there was really great music. The sweeping score, the sound design, it was all, uh, you know, in top form. Uh, Kiner was doing great work. Uh, just the, what, David Accord and Matt Wood, the supervising sound directors, you know, directed everybody beneath them <laughs> as well to do, you know, really great work with the, the sound. It was all very impactful. But the, uh, the thing that is sticking with me is that last shot. We have, it's kind of like the encapsulation of the Clone Wars. We have set in the snow, a clone trooper helmet painted in the visage of Ahsoka, an homage to Ahsoka, and in the T-visor of it, walking away with her lightsaber, uh, this relic of the past is Darth Vader. And uh, the music at that point was especially poignant, but the thing that's sticking with me the most right now is I'm wondering what was it all for? <laughs> uh, the end of the episode felt like it conveyed this overall feeling of futility and uselessness and I think that's a good thing because uh, as I thought about that and I just finished a couple minutes ago uh, it made me think about the Futility and uselessness of the Clone Wars uh, within the Star Wars universe. You know, outside of the Star Wars universe, it was a great way to continue telling Star Wars stories, and some of the best Star Wars has come out of Clone Wars, and I'm very happy that it's here. Um, but on a secondary level, maybe uh, I'm even happier that it's here because not only was it entertaining, but it also has points where it's poignant and it has an interesting message and I'm wondering what the reception of this will be from people aside from the fact that it was so cool will anyone else or you know, how many other people will feel this sense of uh, futility and hopelessness uh, after finishing this because while there is <laughs> uh, while there is still a glimmer of hope of course within the Star Wars universe you've got Luke and Leia uh, and the ultimate redemption that uh, their efforts will bring. Um, nobody knows that just yet. Uh, Vader thinks that he's, you know, recovered a relic from his lost Padawan, and he thinks that, you know, just like the rest of the Jedi, she died. And who knows what that will do to influence him and his hate and his, you know, journey on the dark side and. It may reinforce it, or it may give him remorse, and maybe that remorse will turn into, you know, negative negativity that he can use to fuel the dark side within him. But ultimately, uh, <laughs> it feels very melancholy of an ending, and I guess it should be because it is the ending to a war story. It is an ending to a story where the bad guys win, and unfortunately, it's an ending to a story where the bad guys and the good guys were both tools and pawns people being manipulated by one overarching villain one overarching evil and that's why the clone wars 
is so tragic. And that's what's so sad about it in general. And I guess over the years watching it, I was excited by the fact that it was new Star Wars, that we were seeing new things, that I got a chance to see, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan being brave and heroic, and I got introduced to this new character, Ahsoka, and uh, it was interesting to see how she impacted things, and uh, originally when Ahsoka came about, people were wondering if she would have to die, and how she would die, you know, would Anakin be the one to, uh, you know, put a lightsaber through her, or whatever, Uh, and... I guess getting swept up in all of that excitement over the new possibilities helped me, at least, I won't speak for anyone else, to forget about the fact that this is a story of a inappropriate, illegal, useless war that was, again, in, in the words of uh, Matthew Stover from uh, the Revenge of the Sith novelization, was all part of a Jedi trap. This whole thing, this whole war, was a racket designed by an individual in power to bring about some change. And if you want to look at it this way, uh, the CIS, the uh, independent systems, the Confederacy of Independent Systems, tell me that's not loaded, was willing to take actions that would lead to war uh, because obviously they thought they would be victorious in the war and that they would reap the benefits from it afterwards. And they were all being manipulated by Sidious. And uh, you know, Sidious was weakening the Republic and causing them to be cold and distant and uh, you know, basically allow problems to fester so that there would be a need for a grand army of the Republic, a need to call upon the Jedi to uh, fight in this war, um, to cause them to lose focus of their principles and lose focus of the living force and the will of the force to do this great evil. Now, getting back into specifics of the episode, I found it interesting that there were two prominent pieces of action, I guess you could say, that stick out in my mind as uh, staying true to the idea of the Jedi, you know, being true to who they are. And both of those are with Ahsoka because she's our, you know, force user here. Now, those two uh, two items or ideas are her trying to catch Maul as he's leaving and um, also her trying to defend herself from the clones. And I'll go with Maul first because I asked at the end of my last uh, analysis uh, what, <laughs> I guess... You know, how was it moral for Ahsoka to let Maul go as a diversion? And uh, he had a line, which honestly, uh, I didn't like the line. Nothing against Sam Witwer's performance. I didn't like the writing of it. I didn't like the context of it. The way it was presented in the episode just felt a little bit off. Um, Maul is running through the, you know, hangar bay or whatever it's called. And Ahsoka's chasing after him. And he says something to the effect of, this is the chaos you wanted or desired. And he throws some stuff at her and tries to attack her, pushes her off with the force, and she's chasing him. He gets into the ship, and he's trying to get away. And as he's trying to escape, she ends up holding on to his ship for a long time. He's got full thrusters going. Uh, This is like, uh, you know, what's the Force Unleashed style or level of power, I would say, almost. She's holding a ship, which has, you know, powerful, powerful, powerful sublight thrusters. 
um, you know, in place in this falling ship that they're in. And uh, it seems like she's able to keep drawing power from the Force in order to hold him back. And it is interesting to me, was her intention always to capture him, to recapture him, and to stop him from getting loose, and she was just using him as a diversion? Because I don't know... When you're in a position where you have to survive, uh, it makes sense to be able to do things like kill somebody who's trying to kill you. Now, Ahsoka was trying not to kill the clone troopers at all. Um, in letting Wall go to do what he did, he ended up killing a bunch of clone troopers. And uh, he was kind of doing it in self-defense, too, because they were just attacking him. And, gosh, it's... Uh, I don't know. It's still a question I'm going to puzzle over, and uh, it's something I need to think about more, but I just find it interesting that she was trying to capture him. I thought to myself, why not just let the guy go? You've already let him go now, but maybe in the moment as he's actually trying to escape, you know, that's the point at which she would want to stop him from going out and causing any further damage, and maybe she did the calculus in her mind, hey, if these guys are trying to kill him, and he kills them in self-defense... I can't really do anything about that because, you know, every being has a right to defend their life. Um, it's kind of like a, like the humorous idea of, a, you know, criminal, well, why did you run? Well, why, you know, you were chasing me. Of course I'm going to run too, try to get away from you. I'm not going to lay down and surrender and let myself be captured. I, you know, I want to be free even if I did these wrong things. Um, but anyway, uh, so that's something that kind of stuck in my mind. That like was, you know, where was Ahsoka morally? with that and if she was trying to capture him all so he couldn't get out into the broader universe and cause you know more damage to non-combatants and things like that that would make sense versus if he's on a ship full of you know trained warriors and you know veterans and uh you know he's gonna create a diversion and you know he may kill some but who knows how many and they're trying to kill him so it kind of evens things out uh and it's okay i i guess i can i can roll with that for now but it's still something i want to examine at a later date and then the uh, next thing was, you know, how she stressed to Rex that she was going to not kill these clone troopers or, or preserve the lives of as many of them as she possibly could. And uh, I really appreciated that. And it felt very in keeping with, uh, you know, who she is as a person and, um, you know, the morals of, you know, a Jedi or a you know, Force user. And... Uh, it was interesting to me that she was able to really find that balance. And I, I think she did because she, you know, avoided the death of as many of these men as she could while fighting for her survival. And I guess that's kind of the sweet spot, isn't it? If you can assert your, uh, if you can defend yourself by, you know, not killing people um, or, or pushing through a situation where you're not causing permanent damage, uh, and there can be a chance for reconciliation and healing or whatever. It might be messy and it might be sloppy in the end. But ultimately, if you're going to end up with, you know, a lot less corpses through the situation, isn't that serving uh, the ultimate good or the greater good? I don't know. But then again, you know, if these clone troopers had survived, they would have gone on to be, you know, the first series of clone or of stormtroopers, perhaps, who went ahead and, uh, you know, killed all these Jedi and stuff, and it's just, uh, whew. I don't know, <laughs> it's really interesting, because it kind of does bring me back to that question of what was it all for, and, uh, I don't know, I don't want to get too 
uh, I don't want to go too far with this. I think it's good to have the question out there. What was it all for? And, you know, where is it all leading? Ultimately, you know, fortunately in the Star Wars galaxy, um, it leads to good because, uh, you know, Ahsoka becomes a huge part of the rebellion. So does, uh, <laughs> so does Rex and, you know, a handful or a couple other clone troopers throughout the way. And the interesting thing is because it's a narrative, because it's a story, because it you know, was originally intended to be a fairy tale for children, basically a modern day fairy tale, uh, you know, mixed with a space opera, uh, we get that happy ending and we get that good stuff at the end. And, uh, even if this has a bitter ending and even if it, you know, leaves us with hard questions as people who, you know, love Star Wars, as people who enjoy Star Wars, as people who enjoy this quality kind of action and entertainment, whatever. I think it's ultimately like a moral good that we uh, got the Clone Wars. Um, that might sound like a, <laughs> like an extreme statement, but I think going through the Clone Wars, going through this uh, journey, um, if people... People can walk away with it just entertained, but I think people can walk away with it with some lessons and with some questions to ask, and uh, I think that's really great. Um, again, the action was stellar. Everything was really interesting. Everything was compelling, very dramatic, uh, and I think all of that, um, I'm kind of ignoring all of that, putting that aside and just directly uh, going to you know what questions are brought up by this, and uh, anyway, I'm, I'm really happy for those questions, and while they weigh a little heavy, and while I may have sounded very dour and dry <laughs> uh, in the beginning, in the first, like, more than half of this, uh, you know, analysis, um, you know, ultimately, there's hope and there's goodness still left, uh, and you just have to find it and focus on it and bring it out and spread it, and I think, um, you know, that's an important thing. That's definitely not the lesson of this episode, that's the lesson of Star Wars overall, uh, and it's a lesson that I... Uh, will always cherish and something I'm going to carry forward with me. Um, but I don't really have much else to say. Uh, I find it interesting how this kind of conflicts with some canon stuff because I thought everything happened in the Ahsoka book on uh, Mandalore, but whatever. I'm willing to let that go. Um, I find it interesting why they deviated like this. They didn't have to leave Mandalore in order for all this stuff to have happened unless they definitely wanted things to happen on that ship. Um, but I still think you could have had Vader, uh, arriving on Mandalore at the end and, you know, having the same sort of thing happen. So that's kind of interesting, uh, and a more nerdy point to bring up. But anyway, I really like this, uh, so much. Uh, I'm happy that this was the conclusion of Clone Wars Season 7. Although I will once again stress that it's too bad that there wasn't more <laughs> of, uh, this epic level of, uh, action or this high-stakes stuff in Season 7. Uh, both of the Bad Batch arc and uh, the, everything with the Martez sisters, I feel like maybe we should have had more one-off episodes that uh, brought up different ideas and less these arcs, even though I understand that, especially with this last arc, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, the Order 66 arc or whatever, um, the way they were put together, the way they were divided out, it's so cinematic and uh, this could easily be you know edited into one movie. Uh, I don't know if that was the intention for the others because, you know, Lucas had wanted many movies and eventually, I think in season three, they really started to hit their stride with the Clone Wars and make every episode or every couple episodes, uh, you know, an, a series of many movies 
uh, throughout all these different arcs. Um, Darkness on Ambara, the Younglings arc, uh, all those are like little Star Wars movies. Uh, even though each episode before then had been kind of like its own Star Wars movie, but they they elevated things and brought the storytelling to a different level where you could even more say, yeah, this is a little movie here. So, uh, anyway, um, so a little disappointment with uh, season seven overall. It's just a slight disappointment, but um, overall, it's just so pleasing and it's so good, and I think um, it's going to stand up uh, throughout time as you know, not time immemorial, but. Uh, in years, you know, in the context of Star Wars, it's going to stand up as a really great addition and a really great way to end cap the series. Especially, I think uh, this arc is going to, the Siege of Mandalore arc is going to overshadow everything else, um, you know, which isn't, uh, which isn't saying too much, I guess. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Uh, I don't know uh, what else to say, except, uh, you know, don't start any wars, guys. War's bad. Don't do it. Um... Anyway, uh, this uh, has been my fully operational analysis of Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 7, Episode 12, uh, which is called Victory and Death. And I guess maybe it's victory for the Sith and death for the Republic is what that is. I was puzzling over what exactly uh, the title meant, but maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Anyway, uh, or maybe it's the intrinsic uh, relationship between victory and death in a war in combat I don't know heavy stuff though a little bit but anyway um, it's the end of my analysis uh, look forward to more Star Wars analysis coming from me uh, I have ideas for stuff I want to do I might take a break um, I have some real life issues I got to take care of but uh, might take a little time off and then uh, come back with uh, a fairly steady stream of some Star Wars content for you to enjoy uh, and for me to enjoy making so that's all I have to say for now uh, this is MJ signing off, and I have to say that uh, in balance lies power to hear the dark and walk in light. And uh, remember to, uh, you know, be good to people. Send out those good vibes in the force, and hopefully they'll come back to you. <laughs>